Good morning, Rainmakers in Training. As your host of this business educational podcast, CDO to Rainmaker, I want to continually feed you with cutting-edge information that you can use to expand your executive skills. As your business chef, if you will, I am pleased to have on this week's menu an entree I call Federal Government Contracting. It comes a la carte or with two sides. The federal government is the largest purchaser of goods and services in the United States. You would be surprised as to how many different things they buy from small private sector firms. If you are seeking to expand your sales because your domestic market is drying up and you don't wish to export internationally, a possible viable growth strategy for you might be to sell to Uncle Sam. And from what I hear, Uncle Sam pays quickly, isn't going out of business, and if they need more cash, they just have the U.S. Treasury borrow money for them or just have them print more money. Wouldn't it be cool if the rest of us never had to balance our checkbooks? Our government doesn't seem to have to do that. My guest expert today in federal contracting is Chad Bomber. I invited Chad to the exclusive Rainmaker Club because he has an interesting background in the field and possesses hands-on information that will help you decide if you want to pursue the government as a potential new revenue stream or customer. A little bit about Chad's background. Chad has a BA in finance from Cal State Fullerton. He was formerly the CEO of his own small construction business. So he knows what you listeners are up against. He is currently the CEO of his own federal contract consulting company, Balmer Consulting, Inc. He has helped businesses with over one million dollars in government contracts. He has helped them be awarded those dollar amounts. And he's the regional vice president for the National Contract Management. It is my pleasure to invite and have Chad here. Um, so let's get right into it, Chad. Um, I have some questions I'd like to ask you, and I know that you're going to be informative and humorous, and, but this is the one that I really want to get out of the way. I read in your bio that you were good enough to possibly be a professional business player. Is that true? Well, um, I guess you could say that. I mean, I did, uh, you know, we've, I know we've talked some, some baseball and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't say I, I would have had a chance to be a minor league baseball player. That's probably well, that's worse. that's still very good. That's a, such a small percentage of the adults playing baseball. I mean, I played a little bit of high school baseball myself. I could always hit the fastball, but I could never hit the curveball. Are you good at that hitting that curve? And if so, what is the secret? Well, 
I, I think the secret and you know, the secret for me in baseball was just the grind. It really was. I, I, I was, you know, I was a talented player, but I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't Ken Griffey Jr. You know, I wasn't Barry Bonds. And, <laughs> but, you know, from what I learned, you know, baseball, just like life, you got to grind. And when you want something, that is one thing I did have. I had the passion for that game. And you, you, you put, you put your nose down, you grind as hard as you can and you get as far as you can. And that's eventually you learn how to hit that slider or that curveball. You, you start to recognize it, but it takes a while. <laughs> well, I like the word grind that you're using Chad, because even in baseball, I mean that even in, especially in the business world, grinding is something that everybody who owns a small business has to be good at and recognize that it's, it's going to have to be there because nothing ever goes smoothly. Right. You, you betcha. No, it's, if you, uh, <laughs> you think things go smooth and you haven't experienced much. <laughs> so, so Chad, uh, you know, there's such a vast subject matter of federal government contracts. I, I know we really can't do justice, justice to it in 30 minutes, but let's just cover the basics. Um, what does your federal contracting consulting company do for small firms? And, and who do you define as your target market? Well, let me start here. Um, I'll, I'll start a little bit about, you know, where, um, where I come from in, in this, in this market. You know, I've, uh, I've, I've worked in government contracts since 2007. I've been in this market. Um, you know, that's a long time where that's shoot. That's, that's 14 years ago is when I get started. Um, I got started as a project manager at, you know, boots on the ground. And um, from 2007 to 2014, I worked with my boots on the ground. But since 2014, I actually, from 2014 to just a few months back, I worked for the, for the federal government doing this. Okay. Um, it was okay. a combination between the Department of Defense and the SBA, the, uh, the Small Business Development Center Network. After I've worked in that market for, let's just say, almost eight years, seven years, I started to identify there was some some holes for for businesses that there's basically some 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 places out there where they weren't getting the right help that they needed. Um, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. So go ahead. Yeah, no, the government agencies are great, and I really enjoyed working for them. Um, it was really cool to wake up every day and know that I could help a small business succeed or try to succeed in the market and get paid to do that. But what I was starting to notice is, you know, we we really. We, we really help the, the, the beginner businesses and we would also like to help government likes to help out the large, large businesses, the prime contractors as, as, as we call them in government contracting. But a lot of the middle tier, um, a lot of the, you know, the, the small businesses that, that, that have had some success and um, started growing, they didn't really, they didn't really have anyone out there to, to help them with what they're, where, where they were trying to get, you know, I um, mean, government, we could help them get certified. We could help them write a business plan. We could help them, you know, set up a, you know, go after maybe even write a small proposal or something like that. But but our time was limited. So what I've what I identified is just some holes in the market. Um, so you know what what I like to do is it, it's it's as simple as just helping helping small business basically to, you know position themselves to be able to succeed in the government market. That's that's really what I'm trying to do for a small business. I'm not trying to help somebody new to the government market. I'm not trying to help somebody that's, you know, get, um, starting their business, um, you know, and, 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 and as a startup or what I'm reaching for, for small business is somebody that's, that's had some success in maybe the private market and the commercial market. 
maybe he's doing, let's say $500,000. Let's it's, it, I don't think the monetary value is the distinguisher there, but if you are ready, if you are looking, looking at the federal market, looking for another customer, looking for another market, you've had some success in business. Um, you might be a, a, a service firm. Um, you might be a small manufacturer. Um, but if you've had the curiosity to venture into the government market, I think my firm could be could be the right place for you to look. And also, if you are in the government market and you are, say, you're trying to get a certification like the 8A certification, um, right, say right. You're, you're you're trying to get on the GSA schedule, you're trying to you've you've landed a few contracts and you're interested in landing a lot more. You know, that's that's where I really start to step in as, as with my expertise and I can really help distinguish the markets, help position yourself, help, you know, understand who should I be reaching out to prime contractors? Should I be going after prime contracts? Should I be going after subcontracts? There's so many variables within these markets. Um, I, 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 I just work as a, you know, help just to help navigate through it. Okay, so it sounds to me like you're um, a one-stop shop for somebody that wants to penetrate the federal government market and has been in business a little, a couple of years. Absolutely. Somebody that looking, you know, maybe to add 30 to 50% more, more revenue to their business by entering this market. That would be me. Um, you know, especially I've, I've really kind of specialized in a, in a small business market in the federal government in the, in the certification realm. Um, when you, if you're an 8A contractor, if you're a woman-owned contractor, if you're a hub zone contractor, if you're a veteran-owned contractor, um, minority-owned, even and and if just small businesses in general, that would be my target market. With 8A, probably in bold print. Okay, so let, let me back up a second. I I don't know if if I know you you know, but I don't know if the average business person is aware of how much stuff the U.S. government buys every year from private sector firms. Can you give me some examples of some stuff that people normally wouldn't think, does the government buy that? I mean, well, we could start, we all know that they buy the, a lot of uh, defense products, services for defense. Um, but you would be surprised, you know, there's, give me a few examples. Well, um, I always like to throw this out. The, the government leases land. Okay. Um, you know, so if you're, if you're in commercial realty, um, you know, there's, there's actually, a, there's a market for that. Um, people don't, people wouldn't realize the government rents office buildings and, and to staff their, to, uh, to staff their employees. They, they have I to see. rent. Basically, you know, the government pretty much buys everything from food to, you know, uh, to cattle, you know, almost everything in between. Um, okay. It, it, you know, giving a specific example, I mean, they buy everything from, you know, if it's a service or a product um, and, and, and also, when you're when you're thinking about government, don't don't necessarily get hung up on oh I have to sell to the to the army I have to sell to <clears throat> you know the forest service. Government comes all the way down into the local and the state levels as well. Okay, and uh, it's such a wide market, Eugene. It's hard to even answer that question to be honest, because there's really what I would say is they pretty much buy everything, and okay. there's not many things that they don't buy. And that's okay. probably my best answer to, to answer. All right. So then for a small business owner, whether they're doing anywhere from 500000 to $25 million in sales, uh, don't discriminate. You know, don't think or assume that they wouldn't give it a shot, do some due diligence. And if they get down to the final strokes and maybe they think there's a final fit, um, they could take advantage of um, 
of government services or somebody in the private sector like you. But I guess the point is to business owners is don't give up hope. There could be a purchaser, not going to be easy, but it might be your wherewithal to pursue it, at least at the first stage. Absolutely. You would just be surprised how much stuff is out there that you don't realize. Um, for in, I'll give I'll give an example. I had a client, you know, working in government for for a long time. Um, I had a client that, you know, one of the hot things lately has been has been video production and the, that the government procures. Okay. Um, you know, I had some very successful clients that, you know, um, one of them it, it was a it was a young lady that, you know, they they were they were doing video production. Um, they were doing it at a pretty small scale, and I encouraged them to, hey, why don't you try to reach out to your local water departments, reach out to your local cities, reach out to the county possibly, and, and offer the services that you that that you have. That client, that was probably about four or five years ago, but that client ended up getting a lot of contracts from the from the Metropolitan Water District, in fact. And, Good to hear. Yeah, and it's it was something where you know you don't realize how many how much opportunities is out there, and there's simple steps and procedures that, you know, there's so much data out there by, with the federal government and with the state government that a simple, a simple search, you can identify if you're, if you're good or your services is, is, is procured by that marketplace. And that's kind of where uh, business comes in is I, I, I can guide you in some of those, in some of those facets. Uh, does Uncle Sam or maybe even the state of California or the local, do they care how big a business you are or they just care about whether you can deliver the goods and services on time and the price that you agree to do it? Well, um, depending on how large the, how, how large the, the contract is, sometimes, yeah, there is thresholds that um, it's obvious that this small business isn't going to be able to handle the, um, the size and magnitude of this contract. And, and it really depends on how the contract is, is, is situated. If it's a request for a proposal, that's called an RFP. You'll see that a lot in public procurement. There might be some mandates of a, having a certain amount of revenue, having a certain amount of past performance. Um, but you might run into a, an IFB, an invitation for bid. That's, that's basically lowest bid wins. That's a public bid opening. Um, as long as you know you are who you say you are, no, you could be, this could be the first time bidding and you could win, you could win a contract. I hear this term a lot, Chad. I'm 8A certified. What does that mean? Well, um, 8A certified is actually a certification uh, put out there by the federal government. It's a business development program. And in fact, when I, I mentioned I started as a project manager back in 2007, working for a federally certified 8A firm. That's, I, I just kind of stumbled into that. 27, 28 years old. Pretty fresh out of college, I'd worked a corporate job, so I got a, I got a nice uh, introduction to the 8A program. Basically, um, it goes back to the Civil Rights Act of 1964. It was basically it was a section of it's called it's it's a it's the letter eight with the the smaller case A in parentheses. That's how you'll see 8A, and it was a code of the of that civil rights legislation that basically is trying to level the field for a a socio and economically disadvantaged small business. Okay. So, so those, those are the two qualifications. You have to be economically disadvantaged and you have to be socially disadvantaged. There's qualifications for that, but in general, that's what an 8A company is. Okay, but you don't have to be 8A certified to bid on a federal contract if it's in your sweet spot. No, absolutely not. Um, you don't have to have any certifications, um, but certifications, can, they, they come in handy. Um, the 8A business development program, it's, it's actually, it's, it's a nine-year business development program. Your business qualifies for nine years. It has a beginning portion of the first five years, and then it has an ending portion of the last four years. 
first five years, it's, it's supposed to level the playing field. So you can start to build your business, build your revenue. And it basically sets you up for your last four years in a, in a perfect world where you can now compete against some of the larger businesses. And after that, in the next four years, you build your, you build your revenue strong enough. You build your clientele strong enough to now after nine years in the program, you have now gotten in the gym, gotten strong as a small business, turned into maybe a medium-sized business, and now you can compete out in the open market. So I've I've talked to several of my clients, Chad, who I've said, have you ever dabbled in the federal government contracting business? And they go, oh yeah, it's just, it's so difficult. I'm intimidated with the whole process. The paperwork is cumbersome. I actually want to fool with it. It just, it's, it's not worth the trouble. What is your response to that? It all depends on the business. I have to say some, so for some people, that's not the right, it is not the right market. For some people, it is the right market. Doing doing council doing small business counseling since 2014, you know, you have your you have your set of people that you tell them I'm from the government, I'm here to help. That doesn't sound very pretty. But sometimes you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater there. Yeah, the government can be very difficult to work for, but the government can also be very fruitful in in revenue for, for your for your business. And yeah, there's some extra, there, there might be some extra hoops. There might be, you know, some extra hurdles you have to get over. But a lot of those in, in, in today's, you know, today's digital world, those hurdles, they're easily um, become with a, with a click of a mouse half the time now, you know, whereas okay. before it was inundating with paperwork and paperwork and stacks of extra paperwork, you know, things have gotten a little better. I, I've experienced this being in government contracts since 2007. We've, it's, it's almost went from like an analog to a digital world. I'm using that in a very, very broad sense, but because of the, the, the digitization of, of, of business, I think that's lowered the level of, of, of obstacle. But on the, other, on the other end of that, the bureaucracy, it, it can be pretty overwhelming at certain times if you don't stay on top of these things. And if you don't have experience, you know, but that's, that's where a company like Bomber Consulting come in. <laughs> I got it. This is a paid political announcement of Chad Bomber. Okay, I got that. There you go. So, so I would be a knucklehead if I didn't ask you this question. So with, with COVID going on, is that impacting the government's buying of products and services or there's no effect, there is effect? What's, what are you seeing in the market? Well, that depends on who you ask. Um, if you ask the government, they say no. Uh, but from what I've seen with my eyes, yes. It's basically what's happened is, you know, when we went, when we were, when we were shut down, um, the government pretty much shut down as well. And the problem is the, the services and the products needed didn't shut down. So that window, we might've lost a year of a window or say like, say nine, let's just use nine months of, of loss. You know, we, we weren't in the offices churning out contracts, doing the procurement, getting, getting things ready. So those things have kind of bottlenecked. I have seen that and I, I know it has affected a lot of small businesses because I, I called it kind of the reprioritization when everything kind of stopped and delayed. A lot of the large businesses, you know, as you've seen from the PPP distribution, they sure. were first, they were first in line. Let's not, let's not, um, you know, this is why I wake up every day with fire to help small business is because of these situations. Right. And, um, gotcha, gotcha. but with that, it's, there has been some delay. Some contracts have been, you know, um, basically just put back probably six to nine months is, is what I'm seeing a lot of, which did affect a lot of small businesses because I think a lot of small business plans weren't being enforced and so on and so forth. But I expect those things to start to clear up, which I've already, we're starting to get through that storm at, at, as we speak. What's the best advice you could give 
my listeners out there, which are predominantly small businesses, if they're even just considering the possibility of maybe some of my domestic markets have dried up, I don't want to do any exporting. Um, I'd like to kind of research this federal thing a little bit. What what steps would you suggest that they do prior to doing that? There's actually, um, I got to tout the SBA has a pretty nice, uh, their website covers a lot of government contracts. SBA.gov um, would be a website I could I can recommend some small businesses to, to check out. They have a learning center, I believe. They have a section on their website that you can go to to learn about small uh, about government contracts. There's there's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of people out on YouTube. But at the end of the day, you you know there there's two organizations I can highly suggest, um, okay. especially if you're just getting started. This is in government. These are taxpayer funded, so it's 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 no cost to a small business. That is. And I, I've actually worked for both of them. Um, one is PTAC. It's a Department of Defense funded. It's called Procurement Technical Assistance Center. Okay. Um, I'm a high. I'm a big fan of them. Um, at at the beginning stage. I'm a, and um, also very similar is the Small Business Development Center. They usually have somebody within their networks that has some contracting experience and some procurement experience as well. I I, I would start there. You don't want to pay anybody to, to to get started with it. You probably want to have a small little at least understanding of the market that you're getting into. I mean, I, I, I could do my shameless plug for my, for my own business. And I, I can give anybody, especially if they, you know, they heard our, our, this podcast, I'll give you a 30 minute, you know, kind of a diagnosis about where your business is, anything like that. At the, at the end of the day, what my goal is, is I, I want to help small business battle the large businesses. You know, the bigs are, the bigs are doing well and the smalls, like, you know, like my small business and medium sized businesses were, we've been battling for a while. It's hard because it is a very complicated market. One thing I would watch out for as well, and something that you have to keep in mind, you have the federal government, you have the state government, you have the local government. Local government consists of school districts. Local government consists of cities. Local government consists of water districts. Local government consists of counties. All of those agencies all have procurement. And sometimes it can be very confusing to try to navigate through all those different waters. So that's where... If, if you were to take something serious, a phone call with a with a with a you know a business development consultant like myself, it would probably be your best bet. But as I said before, you can start the free option, go through YouTube, go through the SBA's website, visit PTAX, visit the SBDC networks, get as much out of them as you can, and then I'm kind of the you know the PTAC 2.0 option for you once once their abilities run out. That's I, I, I would turn to a consultant. So maybe a strategy might be to crawl before you walk and maybe take some little bites at the local level and see what the response is and maybe the state level and maybe then graduate to the major leagues, the federal, if you've had some success under your belt in terms of the, the demand for your products and services, you're used to the paperwork, you're used to all of the hoops that you have to jump through. But from what I understand is that if you can go through this morass of bureaucracy and paperwork, the payday could be extremely lucrative. I mean, there's lots and lots of dollars out there. There's lots and lots of dollars and there's lots and lots of markets that, that are are relatively undiscovered by a lot of small businesses. Yeah, and that's, that's where, even a better point. That's even a better point. Yes. There's so many markets out there that are somewhat sleepy that, well, with the, you know, with the right positioning, you can, you can be in a position to enter those markets. Chad, we're uh, unfortunately we're running out of time. You've been awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, if any of my listeners did want to get a hold of you, 
what is the best way to do that? Um, I would say just send me an email. I'll, I'll give out my business email, which is info at bomber. That's my last name. That's spelled B O M is in mother, M is in mother, E R govcon.com. So that's info at bombergovcon.com or my name. It's chad.bomber at gmail.com as, as well. Either one you can reach me at. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Chad. I appreciate you carving out the time and, uh, I know, I know that this is a vast subject, but I think we've covered the basics and any of my listeners out there that want to stick their toe in the swimming pool, then, you know, it might be worth their while. So with that, I bid you adieu. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Gene. Thank you, Chad. That's all for this week, listeners. If you like this episode, leave a review and tell a friend to access my previous For future episodes, check out my website or the Google, Apple, Spotify directories. Talk to you next week. Gene Valdez here, your host. See you.